Oh, and Jackson, look at that perfect time. And yeah, sorry, I was looking. This should be my last episode where I don't have my webcam. Can't find it, dude. I think I ran over my one of my headphones, and the left side doesn't work anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have a. I got a fresh. What freshman year, my roommate's girlfriend. Um, sat on my microphone, my PlayStation microphone in like our dorm chair and broke it. And did you make the bitch pay? Um, well, no, I don't think I ever told them. Oh, dude, I would have been so (laughs) tight. I would have been like, bro, in front of her, your bitch is fat ass. Like, and I mean, not even like good fat ass. I mean, like, like. I guess can you, you can't call people over. Well, I like I I liked my roommate and his girlfriend. <laughs> I think um, we shouldn't have been in a triple. We were in just like a normal dorm with three freaking people, and um, it was just a PlayStation mic, and it was what are the dorms like the in Loyola, Chicago? Are they nice or were they old as fuck? Uh, most of them are. Most of them are kind of new and nice, but I uh, yeah, I got lucky. In my first one, my sophomore year, I lived in a dungeon and got busted for smoking the whole night. It was just an old building. School property your sophomore year? Yep. Why? Evidently, I'm I'm a loser like that. I think you need to freshman, sophomore year, unless you're an athlete at Loyola. Dude, that is the – I'm sorry. That is so fucking gay. (laughs) That's so stupid. Okay? Like – I, I've never lived in a dorm. I brought my dog to college, so I joined a fraternity of purpose so I could live in with my dog. Oh, nice. Yeah, so like my uh, freshman year, I was known as the guy who had a pit bull in his room in a fraternity. Oh, nice. So you, yeah. li- you live like in your fraternity? Not anymore. I lived there my oh. freshman year, but my fraternity is literally a 30-second a walk outside my apartment and then i i go through some trees and i'm at at my fraternity but either way this is not what this this show is about a lot of news has gone on you get a chance to read that nba draft guide i sent you i haven't read it all but i i got my i got my guys in it yeah yeah it's good it's a little shorter (laughs) than usual but what up gamer either way gamer let's run through some news all right, so this morning, Adrian Wojnarowski said the Sacramento Kings will decide once they get to the clock if they accept the deal or they draft Jade and Ivy, basically. And also, Malcolm Brogdon will be moved before the draft begins. Before it begins, so like today? In the next 24 hours, Malcolm Brogdon will be traded, is what Adrian Wojnarowski said on TV this morning. This is my freshman year roommate, Anthony. What's good, Anthony? <laughs> yo yo yo. So what do you what do you think? Do you I mean Malcolm Brogdon, I don't even know what his value is. Do you give up a first round pick for Malcolm Brogdon? Also, I don't even know who's trading up for four for Jaden Ivy. Malcolm Brogdon? First round pick for Malcolm Brogdon? What is this? Hell no. Do you see that the Houston Rockets tried to trade Christian Wood all year? They were taking offers and they didn't get a single first round pick. And the Mavs. Mal- <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon's cool, but he's he's not like that injury. He gets injured too much. And then I made a whole I made a video actually on the Kings yesterday. Oh my god, dude, it's Aaron. What's good? This is like my, one of my first ever freaking subs in 2014. 
the Kings should not trade the number four pick unless they get like, do I want a haul? I want like a future first triple J and Desmond Bain. So give me all three of those, which they're not going to do. And then we can get a deal going. But if I'm the Kings, I'm taking Chet Holmgren or Jaden Ivey at pick number four. I think it'll be Chet Holmgren at pick number four, and I like it. And wait, wait, what? I, I yeah. thought you you were high on Chet Holmgren for a while. What's with you now saying Chet Holmgren sliding? What's got you Chet Holmgren sliding? I, I well, he's gonna slide because Houston's big on Paolo. Yeah, and I think that Houston. I think it's. You think Jaden Ivey's going at two? Is that what you're I, saying? No. Well, he's – okay, two two things are going to happen, or one of two things are going to happen. Either Jaden Ivey gets picked at number two by the Oklahoma City Thunder or okay. he gets picked at number three by the Oklahoma City Thunder when Houston trades for the number two pick because Houston wants quality, not quantity. And two, they seem to just be very big on Woj. What's up, 81? So That's one of my- I agree with Aaron. Just take Ivey. That's all you got to do. But I, I think – you know, under that scenario that I just listed where Houston gets it, I mean, Chad will be there. So the rumor going around from what I read yesterday is that this year's draft, outside of the top four to five picks, everybody is so low in confidence that a first-round pick in this year's draft is considered lower in value than the next year's future first-round pick. People are saying – that they would rather have a future draft pick in the 2023 draft than a draft pick in this year's draft because, A, we all know next year's draft class is star-studded, and B, the whole salary cap will jump because they're about to sign a $75 billion deal for the media rights, and the current media rights deal that the salary cap is under is for only $24 million. billion. So, like, imagine how – this is why I keep saying the Oklahoma City Thunder will have – three max contracts available to them next offseason. And I don't know. I think this is like everyone's talking about like there's more and more rumors because supposedly the Thunder want Victor Wembanyama. Like that's what their their goal is to get Victor Wembanyama next year. And they want to if they don't win the lottery next year, they're going to do they're going to basically trade a war chest for the first pick next year to get Victor Wembanyama. So yes. the, this is why I'm starting to agree with you that I don't know if Chet's going to go second because I've always been against Chet because I don't think he'll develop physically to go be able to bang down low against the Jokic, the Embiid's, the Aiden's, the, you know, the big boys, the big centers in the league. And even I think like guys like Kofi Coburn, when he comes into the league, he's going to give a guy like Chet Holmgren problem as a backup center. And because and like look they have poku 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 and chet have very similar frames yes i know poku is a shooting guard small forward at seven two but do you get what i'm saying like like if they haven't had success beefing up poku what do they think about chet Holmgren? i know chet Holmgren's a good blocker but like the more i think about it like if they really want victor wemba and yama it's not gonna really it's gonna be weird if they have victor wemba and yama chet Holmgren, and poku all three on the same team yeah so i mean I'm not surprised one bit if they just get out of that. So you think two. the Thunder could trade down with the Kings for four? Like they swap picks, the Kings go up. Actually, I don't think the Kings go up. I think the Kings, if they trade the pick, they're trading the pick for – they're going to package like Harrison Barnes and try to get a stud. Because this whole thing is the Kings are obsessed with getting back to the playoffs. 
Yeah, I don't. I unfortunately, oh man, Jaden, I throw. I'm the as time goes on, the bigger I get on Jaden Ivy. Like I think he is a very good basketball player. But yeah, I don't think Sacramento can get higher than four. I I don't even know how they would get that going because it's not like a team like they would have to give up a future first for like next season or something, or mm-hmm. they'd have to do something to give OKC to be like, yeah, can we move up from? But I think um, he, like Houston's in the best position in the draft. We've talked about that, and that, but I would say Sacramento's in the second best position. So, you know, really they are going to have an option of Cheddar Jaden. In my opinion, the Wizards are allegedly trying to make hella moves. And one of those moves are they are infatuated with Jaden Ivey because I have said this before. Jaden Ivey right now. Also, Aaron B., I was actually going to get to what you just said about Keegan Murray. The Sacramento Kings have had dinner, multiple dinners with Keegan Murray. They have sat down and have sent De'Aaron Fox and their players to hang out with Keegan Murray. So there are rumors that the Pistons and the Kings could swap picks the Pistons trade up for Ivy and the Kings trade down for Murray. And that's one. But there's also that the Wizards are infatuated with Jaden Ivy because he reminds them of a young John Wall. Oh, cool. So there are rumors of that happening. I just I I do like Keegan Murray. My one thing is is with Keegan Murray, I just think he's he's Tobias Harris. He's a boy. He's not a bust. He's just Tobias Harris. He's just the t- Tobias Harris 2.0. And what did Tobias Harris go? This is how weak this draft class is. Tobias Harris was drafted in, what was it, 2013 or 2012? He was drafted in uh, two th- 2012. And if you remember that draft class, do you remember? Actually, 2011. He was drafted in 2011. The same draft class, Kyrie Irving was the top pick with Derek Williams, Ennis Cantor, Tristan Thomas, Jonas Valanciunas, Jan Vesely, Bismack Biombo, and Brandon Knight being picks two through eight. <laughs> like, is that awful? And <laughs> Tobias Harris was the 19th pick in that draft class, with Kawhi Leonard being the 15th pick. And I just want to say, if Tobias Harris was the 19th pick in that draft class, which gave us Clay Thompson, Kemba Walker, Ka- Kawhi Leonard, Nikola Vucevic, Jimmy Butler. Is 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 if he's Tobias Harris 2.0, has Tobias Harris, if he was in the draft again, would he be a lottery pick? Or <laughs> is this draft class that week that Tobias Harris, a player of the same caliber of Tobias Harris is considered a five, top five pick? He's got to be a lottery pick, but not top five. Dude, Keegan, yeah, like what Aaron's saying right now, Keegan cannot do it. The more, the more I d- deep dive into Keegan, I, I just start to panic. Like I start to panic. Why? Sacramento, his fit on Sacramento. Oh no! Oh no! 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 He dude, has to play the three, dude. He has to. Oh, you don't think he can play the four? He I didn't. This dude didn't start fucking playing that position. This dude didn't start posting or like backing people down until he got to college. <laughs> Well, he's a late bloomer. I genuinely think he is like very close to his ceiling already. Like I I don't see Keegan Murray just progressing into a superstar. I think maybe he could be a solid star. Like I'm thinking like a cat like Kevin Love. Maybe. Kevin Love's a Hall of Famer, bro. Not first ballot, but Kevin Love's all that's a Kevin Love like 
double double Kevin Love on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Like Kevin Love's going to go in the Hall of Fame just because he won a championship. But like Kevin Love was like an All NBA borderline MVP candidate on the Timberwolves. I don't think it's I don't think it's too crazy to say like Keegan. You know, maybe that's a little too much, but I don't. I mean, he clearly plays offense, so I don't. I think Keegan I just think Murray, the Kings can do a little better than than Keegan Murray at four. I think Keegan Murray is either going to be a similar player to Tobias Harris or the Morris twins. His floor Ooh. is he's a more like one of the Morris twins, small ball five, power forward, and stretches the floor. Can be like a fifteen points per game scorer. But Tobias, people don't realize Tobias Harris is one of the best pick and roll wings in the league. If you search up his stat, he's one of the best pick and like wings to operate the pick and rolls. It's just that the 76ers criminally misutilize him so dude tobias can hoop man that man can hoop i mean i just i feel bad because they've literally if you remember tobias harris on the what was it the clippers he was like borderline third team all nba all-star caliber player like like a 20 plus points per game score with almost like eight rebounds a night like he wasn't act like he deserved the contract he got when it initially happened he, I, I think, like, dude, if Tobias is like your fourth option, oh my god, but, you're looking pretty freaking s- sexy. I'm kind of surprised that Philly is this actively shopping Matisse and Tobias. Yeah, I was actually about to bring that up. Yeah, I just posted my video that I recorded this morning on that. So, according to Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer, the sources have said if you haven't gotten a call yet. Your phone must must be shut off because (laughs) the GM of the Philadelphia 76ers has called everyone and anyone who will pick up the phone asking, do you want Matisse Thibault, Furkan Korkmaz, Danny Green, Shake Milton, or Tobias Harris? We'll throw in the 23 pick. Do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want it? Obviously, everyone's like, no, go fuck yourself. Matisse Matisse, people don't realize Matisse Thibault is turning into Usman Garuba. In the sense that Usman Garuba, yeah, he's phenomenal at defense, but he literally, if you can't, yes, I know Matisse Thibault's a career like 32, 34% three point shooter. Oh, damn, helicopters. Uh, but he, I think every year he plays, he becomes more and more less confident in his shot. So he'll literally be wide open. He'll be like, I'm not going to make this. So why shoot it? And. Is he, yes, is he, like, a top five, top ten defensive player in the NBA? Yeah, but, like, you can't, in the NBA, You leg- if you can't at least pass, like, Draymond Green's a horrendous shooter, but him being on the floor, and this is another thing why Draymond Green can never play for another team because he'll never, like, he's only valuable to the Warriors, is that Draymond Green, yeah, he'll hit the occasional shot and he's willingly will take them and he'll have a game where he hits them. But his he makes up for his lack of scoring in a plethora of ways where he's still a positive on the game. Matisse Thibel is a legit negative. You have a hole. You're literally playing 4v5 on offense. Yeah. Man, it gets me thinking, what if Chicago found a way to get Tobias and Matisse? Who would you give up? Like a 2027 first and Talon. No, you don't have the salary, though. You don't have the salary, though. Dude. What would you just laugh at? 
<laughs> a first, a 2027 first in Taylor Horton Tucker. But are you on the same team? <laughs> That's just like what fucking Laker fans say when they any star Taylor and a 27 first. Also, I don't understand how the Lakers pigeonhold themselves so bad that they have like four assets they can offer. Kendrick Nunn, Taylor Horn Tucker, Russell Westbrook, and one pick or two picks. Like that's all they have. That like we we don't have anything else we can offer. Like, how'd you pigeonhole yourself that fucking bad? I'd throw Anthony Davis in that. And if they're not throwing Anthony Davis in that, I think they need to start throwing Anthony Davis in that. I don't know, man. I saw LeBron James post an Anthony Davis mix on his Instagram page, and I kind of looked at it. And I literally – the caption was, y'all forgot about him or something like that. Yeah. I literally (sighs) stood there. I was like, holy shit. Is this actually what Anthony Davis was doing in L.A.? And his record is like uh, healthy. is like 50 and 18 or 40 and 24. Like – like on the Lakers, every game he's played, like they're like really good. When basically, if Anthony Davis is healthy, the goal of the not going state or is the Los Angeles Lakers are contending. Well, with a healthy Anthony Davis, the Lakers win the championship. But well, no, no, a healthy three point hitting Anthony Davis. He hit the like thirty four percent one year, and now he's been like nineteen and twenty percent for three. Yeah, that man can't shoot threes anymore. So what if he happened? can get. If he can get back to bubble, Anthony, he hasn't shot a basketball since April 6th. Like, what are you? Is that actually true? He was on He was on some show or some podcast where they were, like, outside at his house, and he was like, I haven't done this since April 6th. He was shooting a basketball, and it was, ooh. Anthony Davis, the last two seasons, hasn't. I got to go let my cat. Why'd you come down here with the? She's so goofy. Anthony Davis just can't even play like half a season at this point anymore. So Lakers, yeah, they got to – I'd run Anthony Davis again because healthy Anthony Davis is – oh, man, I said healthy Anthony Davis is better than healthy Harden two years ago or one year ago. Um, Anthony Davis is – he's that guy. And before he goes to Chicago, I hope he gets one more good year in L.A. and stays healthy, demonstrate, yeah, demonstrates his worth. Imagine how good Chicago would be if everyone who's from Chicago played for Chicago. Yeah, right. right. Also, did you know cats don't – cats are the only um, – well, he, you go do this, but cats are the only animal that domesticated themselves. They don't actually say meow in their feral state. They invented meow so that to, to the Egyptians would feed them. But That's either way, so cute. Yeah. So – I personally think we're going to continue with all these rumors. The Nets, they're taking calls on Joe Harris and Cam Thomas. I very much like Cam Thomas, and he was like their unofficial, official sixth man. Like Patty Mills and the Marcus Aldridge are supposed to be their sixth man, but ended up Cam Thomas being a dog. I want to hear your thoughts. Did you guys like Cam Thomas? I thought everyone – he slipped in the draft because he can't play defense, but he showed he can ball out. And they're looking to package Joe Harris and Cam Thomas because – Rival executives believe that Cam Thomas will command a first-round pick in trade talks. And Joe Harris is the Brooklyn Nets' most realistic trade option, as well as Seth Curry, who's under contract for $8.5 million. But I think if they're going to trade Joe Harris, they want to keep Seth Curry because part of the problem that the Brooklyn Nets had last year was outside of Kevin Durant and whenever Kyrie did, Irving did play, Kessler Edwards, Patty Mills, and Seth Curry were their only shooters on that team. Yeah, what, what were you talking about? Joe Harris trading them? Or... 
Yeah, Joe Harris. What do you what do you think? Joe yeah, Harris and Cam Thomas are supposedly being packaged. I say send Joe Harris to Chicago. As far as you love everyone going to Chicago. <laughs> I mean, we need we need them. Just come 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 to Chicago and get your ring and stay here for a couple of years. <laughs> but <laughs> Joe Harris, man, dude, he used to be pretty cool like two years ago. I mean, he had two ankle surgeries in one year. His ankle is like broken. I just feel like he's like Duncan Robinson. Like, I don't know what he does for me. Why would he's I care? Way about... better than Duncan Robinson. F Duncan Robinson. But if I'm if I'm a team and I want to win, like as a Bulls fan, why would I want Cam Thomas? Because he's a sixth man. Like, what does he have... offer me? Well, I don't know. If I don't know if the Bulls are necessarily the team that they're looking to trade with. I think they're trying to trade with maybe like the Orlando Magic and get like a Terrence Ross. Also, holy shit! What a great Sam Vecini said is shade on sharp. Shade on Sharp's floor is Terrence Ross, and his ceiling is like being like half a tier or a tier lower than Anthony Edwards. And I was like, that is such a great, great comparison. Like, Shade on Sharp's either Terrence Ross 2.0 or, like, you know what I mean, uh, almost as good as Anthony Edwards. And I was like, that's pretty good. But, yeah, it's, like, super disrespectful to Shade on. I know, but it's like, we don't know what, what he is, you know? Yeah. I mean, okay, Terrence, last... people, the, Terrence Ross – became such a good basketball player. If you guys remember Terrence Ross 10 years ago, he was the guy who used to be in the dunk contest like year in and year out. And then he became like a really good 3 and D guy. And he's like, I mean, he's not, he used to be upper echelon athletically, but now it's like a little lower, but. Hmm. Now, what are, what, do you think Rudy, Rudy Gobert is going to get traded? I mean, the Atlanta Hawks are another team we can talk about because it seems like they're having a fire sale. Thank God. About damn time. You think they're they're trading everyone that isn't named Clint Capello and Neko? I mean, Clint Capello keeps being brought up, but he's supposedly like Trey Young's favorite. But Clint Capello, DeAndre Hunter, Onyeko Kongu, and Trey Young, what's up, Shay Texan, are all on the trade block allegedly. I would trade every person on that team not named Trey Young. Really? So, yeah. I'm telling you, dude, that team is. I don't know. I like just don't know what the Hawks do for me. I don't think the Hawks do anything for me. How did that team make the Eastern Conference Finals? I will never understand. I just will never understand it. Clint Capella maybe is a guy I would keep, but I would still I would still look for a guy almost like I'm a fan of like having a guy like Capella and then also having a guy like Trez where you have like a little bit of both as opposed to a guy who can do a little bit of both. So, Hawks, yeah, trade I, them all. I'm Okay, so I keep getting berated over what is the value of Rudy Gobert. At the beginning of the offseason, I was like, Rudy Gobert's trade value must be similar to Christoph Porzingis, okay? And then everyone's like, no, not at all. Like, he has trade value. I'm like, what is that trade value? Like, what would you give up for Rudy Gobert? Dude, I don't think his value's high at all. I'd give him, I'd give him seventeen, Kobe White, because I'm a generous guy, and 
and DJJ and Vooch. Maybe I don't even have to throw in. I probably don't even have to throw in one of those two. DJ Vooch for the contract. Yeah, so yeah, you need Vooch in there, and I also would like to. I mean, I like Vooch a lot, but I think he's so do I. I love Vooch. I think he's too liable for us. Well, but, if you trade for Gobert, you obviously – it would be weird to have Vooch and Gobert on the floor together. Like, even though Vooch shoots – It would be shoots, cool. It would be cool, but Vooch, like, a ma- he would just be, ha- t- like, mismatched target hunted if he was the power forward. Like, everyone would just be like, switch Vooch, switch Vooch, switch Vooch, you know, yeah. if you were the opposing team. I saw someone in my Discord send, like, Kobe – 17 patrick williams dj there were so many jazz want patrick williams if they were to do a deal with the bulls i'm all set like they can have kobe white they they can have kobe white because i'm a nice guy but if i wasn't a nice guy i'd give them vucevic djj and the first round draft pick that we have and and that's what i'm saying like right now with rudy rudy gobert competing with deandre aiden as the other top center available i personally would rather get deandre aiden like give up the assets for deandre aiden yeah. because a his contract's going to be only 32 million compared to 38 b he's what like three four years five years younger and c he still hasn't peaked rudy gobert's peaked rudy rudy gobert isn't getting any better There's i fully a- agree with you so deandre aiden one could argue he can still get better. He can still develop a three-point shot. He can still, you know, like we don't know what Aiden's ceiling really is yet. Like he got, he just finished his fourth season. I've been seeing some uh, – I, man, I just hope the Bulls don't – I hope we just don't give up Williams, Kobe, our first – I hope we don't just break everything up just to get a guy like Gobert or a guy like Aiden if it's not worth it. I mean – I'm even interested in guys like PJ Tucker. I don't know if PJ will come to Chicago, but like I would love to have. Or offering him a three-year, thirty million dollar deal. Yeah, like what the fuck are you doing, Miami? Three years, the man's thirty-seven years old. God damn, I would not do that in for a, a second. I'd offer him a year deal for like ten million. Yeah, and that's being super. That's being like generous. extremely generous. Yeah, that's already being generous, and it's nothing against PJ Tucker. It's more of an age thing. And this it's, is yeah. And this is another thing that I'm getting. Like I, I under, I think the Warriors did it right. Did they have some old guys? Yes, Iguodala and Otto Porter were both thirty plus, and obviously Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry are all thirty plus. But they brought in two thirty-year-olds who weren't like Iguodala barely played. He was over the hill, and they realized that. But Otto Porter was like what 31, 32. and I think teams you got to stop getting old guys. Like you, if you're if you're a young team that is trying to make the jump like the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies would benefit from bringing in P.J. Tucker, similar to how bringing in Iguodala back to the Warriors helped those young guys. And I think teams, older teams that are trying to con- like continue their playoff push, like the Sixers, the Heat, the Bucks, you know, there's other teams I, I could mention, but those types of teams don't get older. Bring in guys who are in their primes that are like, you know, haven't been given their fair share. Like, stop trying to bring in, you know, PJ Tucker's. I feel like Jay Crowder and PJ Tucker have been on a championship contending team. Like, they switch the team every year. Like, Jay Crowder was on the Heat at one point. Jay Crowder was on the Cavs and like the Celtics and the 
I mean, even before that, wasn't he on the Jazz like a few, like six, seven years ago? I don't even remember. But yep. and then PJ Tucker was on the Bucks, the the Heat. There, these guys are all getting recycled by the same teams. Like, look at how the Lakers freaking failed. What they had like a thirty-four year old average age on the roster, and they were horrendous. Go get guys who are hungry, who want their opportunities, who are dying. Oh. Mr. 81, shout out. Yeah, I forgot. It was the Jay Crowder trade that sent. Wasn't it Rajon Rondo was traded for Jay Crowder? Like, dude, the- Rondo on the freaking Mavs. You don't that's- remember that? And Rick- no, that's what I'm saying. That's weird. Yeah, it was awful. It was Some- like they, it was bad. Forgot. I forgot that memory existed. Yeah, it was like 20. It was, it was the year after the Brooklyn Nets traded like, everything for kg and jason terry and paul pierce i think it was like the year after then they because that was when the celtics were like okay we're gonna rebuild but man that's another thing rajon rondo he fell hard he fell hard like the last two years guy's been bad and i mean look we're looking at a a lot is going to happen. I expect a lot to happen. I don't know what teams like. I know the Warriors are expected to trade their first round pick. The Portland Trailblazers are. I don't think they're taking a pick. I th- right now, I truly believe they're just going to straight up trade the seventh pick. And guess what? They have a trade exception of twenty one million dollars, and Jeremy Grant's contract fits in that. $21 million trade exception by $9,000. If they use that trade exception on Jeremy Grant, they have $9,000 left over on that trade exception. Is that like too perfect? So imagine trade exception attached with the seventh pick. If I'm the Pistons, fuck yeah. I get the fifth and the seventh pick. Yeah. I, dude, blow it up, man. Blow it. Just blow it up. Oh my God. Please blow that roster up. I'm, I'm, I like the, I like what Portland, so Portland actually has a good amount of cap, if I'm not mistaken, right? Portland, yes, they have a, and yeah, they have a bunch of trade exceptions and they have a bunch of cap room to be exact. If you want to hear the exact number, if they, so you also have to understand Josh Hart's contract is fully unguaranteed. They're not going to cut him, but if they wanted to, they could cut him and save $12.9 million. Eric Bledsoe's contract's only $3.9 million guaranteed, so it's 19.3. So if they waived him, they'd save about $15 million. And then, yeah, they're at 94. So right now, they technically have $27 million in expendable contracts. So you could argue that they're at $67 million uh, in. So they basically have between 30 and $60 million in cap space. Jeez, man. I I like, I like what Portland, I like some of the cats they got like Winslow. I mean, obviously Simons. I, I need, I, man, I like Nurkic. I just don't, I don't really know. He fell off. He fell off this past season. Yeah, I don't I don't really know what even if Nurkic was Nurkic from a couple of years ago, like a healthy Nurkic, I don't know what Dame, Jeremy, and Yurkic do for me. I have a hard time imagining Portland can just figure like now I think their goal is to make the playoffs, but if their goal is to retain Damian Lillard, they need to have a championship caliber roster. I mean, thirty-two times like the clock is ticking, dude. So, I Damian Lillard Anthony Simons, Jeremy Grant, 
Yosef Nurkic, and I guess you go. I guess Josh Hart at small forward. Yeah, he's he's super solid. Yeah, I like. Yeah, so I don't. I think this is obviously a playoff team. Nurkic, Jeremy Grant, Hart, Simons, Lillard as the starting lineup. I, I'm kind. I rather have Simons as my sixth man, to be honest, than my shooting guard because he's like six two, but. If that's what you have to deal with, sure. Or you could put Josh Hart at shooting guard, Jeremy Grant at small forward, find yourself a power forward, or try to see if Watford or Gabe Brown or somebody else in free agency can play power forward, center, Nurkic, and then you have a, a rotation of centers like Gorgie Dang and maybe like JaVale McGee off the bench, get another power forward. Josh Hart starts, Jeremy Grant starts, Simon backs up Damian Lillard at six man. All you need to now figure out, you have Keon Johnson and – Greg Brown, Trendon Wofford. Also, bring back Drew Eubanks. He was a dog. Oh, yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe Eubanks. Like, uh, I, I'm definitely I'm for that. I'm definitely just, for Jeremy that's the at the seventh three. Seed, though. That's the seventh seed, the sixth seed at best, right? Yeah, you're not Yeah, you're not contending for a, for a championship. So You're making the playoffs. I think you're a solid team. You're very well balanced. You got some good defense. You got some versatility on the roster. But is there a way I'm, to get – Gobert or Aiden onto to Aiden Portland. So they they were in the DeAndre Aiden sweepstakes, but it was reported last week that they have shifted their focus from DeAndre Aiden to Jeremy Grant and other potential trade targets, as they believe that they weren't going to be able to get DeAndre Aiden. So they oh, consider, okay. they they consider themselves out of the, the sweepstakes right now the sweepstakes is between it seems like the atlanta hawks because james jones the general manager of the phoenix suns very much likes john collins and second team is the spurs the pistons and there's supposedly a dark horse team that is unnamed i'm honestly thinking like the mavs but like at the same time i'm like yeah i like that mavs i like that a lot but then I think about the Mavs probably don't want to do that. I feel like the Mavs are just going to – I watch the Mavs go like, we're not going to sign a center this year and we're only going to put shooters on the team. <laughs> Dwight Powell is not too, not too shabby. Isn't he a free agent though? Who? I feel like Dwight Powell is about to be a free agent. Is he? I he not. Dwight Powell is bomb. You, whoa. He used Damn. to be good. My, okay, maybe this is my, my roommate's a, a Mavericks fan, and he's from Texas, or he doesn't live here. I'm by myself. My roommates all moved out. So uh, not not that they left me. They all graduated, and I'm, like, in between roommates. So, like, for the next six weeks, I'm by myself. Mm, I got you. Dwight, Dwight Powell is on one more year. He's an expiring contract for 11. Like, Dwight Powell's not worth $11 million a year. Dwight Powell's worth, like, five. I'll pay Dwight Powell $11 million. Okay, take, take that 11. Take that 11. Hey, Caroline Turner was good. Is that a guy that... or a girl? No, it's my roommate's girlfriend. My freshman uh, year roommate's girlfriend. The one that yeah. broke your headset? This is the one that I technically, I guess, broke my yeah, PlayStation yeah, they're, 4 they're microphone. About, yeah, they're about, they're about to find out that they broke your PlayStation 4 microphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there you go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, you never told about yeah, it. Now I'm on the pressure here. Yeah. It's all coming full circle. Yeah, good man, Appreciate you. Though, I honestly, I think <laughs> she just forgot what. <laughs> How did that come up? What were What were you? Oh, one of my headphones. I ran over it with my <laughs> my my office chair, and now the left side doesn't fucking work. So like, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like the exact same type situation. Oh, uh, also, R.I.P. Caleb Swan again. Biggie. Damn, yeah, for real. How did he Dude. die of natural causes at 25? Apparently, he caught COVID, and because he got up to like 400 pounds, I guess is the talk that he just was wasn't able to fight it off. That's yeah. I mean, I I don't know if you remember Damian Lillard posting that comment it's all over twitter right now from like a picture of caleb swanigan got posted like a year ago and he was ginormous i know he's dealt with that in his life but people were shitting on him and <laughs> ricky rubio i like that people were shitting on him do you get that ever i get little dicky and ricky rubio little dicky <laughs> i like we'll be at the bar or on my youtube channel I'll literally on YouTube. I'll get like, did Lil Dicky stop making music and make NBA videos now? Like Lil Dick, and the funny part is, is Lil Dicky's like my biggest role model. I love him. He's my favorite rapper. So it's like really funny. So I get, or even at the bar, I'll have like black guys come up to me and they'll be like, "I don't mean to offend you, but you look like Lil Dicky." I'm like, I, "You don't know how often I get this." And then, or Ricky Rubio's the other one. So you saw Dave, I guess. I love Dave. Dave, yeah, I, yeah Dave's great. Yeah. I've been waiting for Dave for like six years. Like I, <laughs> I read, I read the draft of the screenplay before this show. It's like I already knew what the first episode was about because I've read. Oh it. my god, you're I like started, one of my buddies. I started listening to him in 2014, a year after he had dropped his mixtape. I was, it was like the first year of smoking weed, and one of my friend was like, "Yo, you'll love this guy. His music videos are funny," and he put on Too High. I don't listen to the little dick. I don't. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. We're done. We'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. Nobody cares about little dicky. Uh, also, people people keep posting. They're like Jack Harlow's having the career little dicky wants. First off, little dicky has like twice the money as Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow's worth only like two or three million dollars. Little dicky's worth over like ten million. I feel like Lil Dicky hasn't even hit his stride yet. I don't think he's anywhere close to if it. If you listen to his music, Lil Dicky always says he's like, uh, it, he basically says, you're going to miss me when I'm gone because I'm going to go get that Ebby. Because he always rapped about that he was going to write a TV show or a movie and that he was only rapping to make a TV show or a movie because he's really a writer. And he, and like a lot of his old, like, Whoa. of his mixtape songs, he's like, y'all be sorry when I'm gone. I'm going to go get myself an Emmy or a Grammy. Dude, that's crazy. When was his last song? Uh, his last album came out in 2015. He's dropped uh, a few songs over like over time, but like he doesn't really. Po He's had an album he canceled two years ago. I had tickets, VIP tickets to his show in Kansas City. Then he canceled it because he was going to go film season one, and he didn't feel like the album was ready. And he's, it's been six seven years since his last album now the show comes full circle i like that i think yeah. it's cool well his album's been out for so long it's gone platinum wow really nice <laughs> yeah it's, <laughs> it's kind of like genius either way we're done talking about little dicky um also mr 81 it's when the beard's longer the beard's short right now with the short beard it's not as it's it's more of a ricky rubio look right now but oh my voice cracked now who do you let's go into who's your favorite player in this year's nba draft jabari smith jr i do very much love jabari smith jr but let's go outside of the first five picks those are guys we've talked about let's let's see if you who's somebody that could go anywhere in this draft like for me i'm a big 
combination of Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara and Jeremy Sohan, because Jeremy Sohan plays for the Polish national team. He grew up in England. He has a British accent, and he was born in the panhandle of Oklahoma in Lubby, which is like a town with 500 people. Can, on one end of the panhandle, can you see the other end of the panhandle going north-south? I have no idea. Oklahoma is a fascinating state to me. Oklahoma is like so cheap for gas. Is it really? It's almost like three dollars there. It's like almost like four dollars. Like it's almost so, under four dollars there right now. You said you need a roommate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I right now pay only like four forty for gas. Four thirty. In Kansas. Wow, nice. Yeah, it's yeah. super solid. Yeah, my it's mom. Like, she just drove from Maryland to Missouri, and she says in Illinois it was like five sixty. Yeah, it's like six dollars, but I mean, yeah, it's just... ridiculous. Um, but favorite player, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going Dyson Daniels. I love that kid. What, what yeah. do you like about him? He's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I think his potential is really through the roof. I really like this new era of because you know he had that growth spurt. I think it's. I just think positionless basketball players, guys who can do a little bit of everything, especially on the defensive end, I think that they'll always have – maybe not always, but I think right now there's – like you'll have a role in the NBA. If you're a solid – if you're a solid defender, you'll – you're at least going to be given an opportunity to get more minutes. So I think Dyson Daniels, I think – I like guys just who have playing experience as well outside of college. I mean, nothing against college because they're still Division One athletes. But I think when you get kind of a, a little bit more of a, the taste of the real world basketball, I think they play a lot harder. However, though, Division One basketball defense is it is good. It is good. Depends who you're playing. Loyola Chicago. Okay. Yeah. If I mean, there are like obviously there are mid majors in college basketball that have good schemes. The problem with me, I I personally hate college basketball because I think the pl the players don't matter. It's the coaches. The coaches are tyrants, and the coaches are god. And basically, the coach, the the head coach of a bas a college basketball team decides who's going to be the star player. Ooh. He decides who gets the touches. He decides who the offense is going to run. That team is his team. It's not nobody else's team. You know, and I don't like that. I'm a very big fan of player empowerment. Granted, I do admit the defense is arguably more physical in college basketball. Like there are some things that I want call like so the beginning of the NBA season, they were finally calling the NBA how they should call it. You remember all like James Harden and all those stars were like complaining that they weren't going to the free throw lines a lot. And then everything changed at the all-star break and it reverted back to normal. But I'm a big proponent of physicality. I want people to be like, – I'm not saying like Jordan rules to go out and deck somebody. But like I want – I like wouldn't be opposed to bringing back hand checks. So like we need you, it. You're, you're aware of the hand check, right? Like um, in the Jordan era? Yeah, yeah. Like I – basically the – correct me if I'm wrong. Someone in the comment section or you – a hand check is basically your hand is considered an extension of the ball. So I can like slap your hand. Hmm. Which makes like people argue makes dribbling harder, but like just be better. 
I I think, dude, I'm all for this. I'm I'm just genuinely. It's like kind of ties in with my rivalry thing. Like we just, I don't know. The NBA's. I don't think it's like headed in the wrong direction, but I mean, it's just not. Like I I don't want to say I don't have fun watching basketball anymore, but like it it's not the same as as like even just when I was growing up when we were growing up. Like mm-hmm. it, it just isn't the same. I'm for shooting threes, but. Like, I like Raptors basketball. Like, I like good team. I like just rosters where you, like, you need your team. Like, yeah, yeah, like. The Spurs, it's so much fun to watch them. The Spurs are so much fun to watch. Just see how, like, teams, like how you said, like, they're throwing the rock around. Like, just good basketball. Like, I don't. Okay, so there was multiple games in the playoffs where it just felt like give the ball to your star player. All four guys watch him go ISO and he's either going to drive and kick or he's going to get fouled and th- shoot at the free throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't think Steph Curry necessarily ruined basketball. I, I don't think it's Steph Curry. I think it's the league as a whole adjusting to what the stars want. I think it's the free throws. There's too many free throws. There's and, way too many free throws. And the t- players like – once, once I want to just finish this thought, uh, players like Harden and Trey Young, if you took away their free throws, they'd be 15 points per game scores. Go. Yeah, exactly. There, it's exactly. I mean, it's just like what we were talking about. We're like Jordan era, Jordan rules. What you just talked about, like Jordan goes into the paint, hit the fuck out of him and make sure he hits the ground. Like there's no reason Jordan, when he goes to the paint against us, should not be on the ground by the time the possession is over. Like, I I, I also don't think Steph Curry ruined basketball. Steph Curry changed basketball, and yeah. it's going to continue to change. And it, it's going to – like, this is just how this works. So, I don't I don't like all the free throws either. Yeah, yeah I think the free throws is the biggest thing. Uh, shout out Hoop Vision. Is it Hoop Vision 41 or Hoop Vision 69? Have you seen him before? No. <laughs> I don't know. It's something Hoop Vision something. He has like almost 100,000 subscribers. He did a 30-minute video I watched the other day while I was eating lunch. And it was a video he started in the 1950s, and he watched the, a finals game from the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and the 2010s. A f- one final game, like like NBA finals from each thing, and he compared the different eras of basketball and like how they were officiated, how they were the, the offensive schemes they're running, like weaves and like horn sets or pistols. And I think it was a really good way to show like how basketball has changed over times. And I think it's really with the rules. And I personally think because the NBA is such an empowerment league, they need to do something about the free throws. But the problem is, is every time they try to do something about the free throws, you see guys like James Harden, who arguably had one of the worst starts of his careers this past year, complain to the media 24-7. I'm not getting any calls. Mm, mm, And then they're just like, because these guys have spent the last 10 years of their career as soon as they get out of college. Oh, I just need to get to the free throw line. I just need to get the free throw line. Like they literally made a rule after last season because and I made a video on this about Trey Young's foul baiting because Trey Young didn't do it this year, but you remember Trey Young used to jump backwards. Mm. He would like dribble, stop, and then jump backwards. Like Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah, like Chris Paul. Yeah, and jump backwards while he was shooting because the guy was because he passed the guy, so he'd run into the guy behind him and they draw the foul and it'd be foul baiting and like yeah, like I honestly, mean, 
I get the understanding of like taking advantage of the rules, but change the rules so they can't be taken advantage. Yeah. I mean, with Harden, he goes from six free throws attempted in his final year at OKC to 10 free throws attempted. And if you're like Harden, you're making almost 90%. I mean, that's like three and a half points mm -hmm. per game know. for the season there. I don't know why I wore this hat, but I just threw it on. Kansas basketball. Yeah, I know. No. Okay, but now we're going into what is – who do you think is getting moved? Or, yeah, who do you think is getting moved? Like Mike Brown – oh, wait, wait. First off, what do you think of Mike D'Antoni becoming the head coach of the Charlotte Hornets? I like it a lot. You do? Well, not for the Hornets' perspective, but as a basketball watcher and a Dan Tony enthusiast, oh, no, will be a, yeah. a MVP in the next yeah. four years. But that's what I want to see. But their dude defense was just ruined. MJ will fire him next year, anyways. It doesn't matter. Whoever they hire, fired next year. Isn't that crazy thing about that you're going to go over there? I mean, Frank Vogel was the third option and won a championship, being the third option, but. Because they struck out on Ty Lue and Monty Williams. And then they were like, oh, Frank Vogel, you want the job? <laughs> it's like, but that's kind of how, like, Kenny Atkinson pulled the Billy Donovan. No, he didn't pull a Billy Donovan. It wasn't as bad. You remember Billy Donovan when he went at the Orlando Magic press conference? He, like, accepted it. And then, like, a few hours later, he, like, broke on TV. He's like, yeah, I'm not leaving Florida. Florida Gators. Oh, no way. Really? Yeah, like, 15 years ago, he took the job to be the Magic head coach. <laughs> and then, like, 12 hours later or like 24 hours later the university of florida released a statement saying billy donovan has re-signed and extended his contract and will not become the head coach of the orlando magic damn good for billy go gators sorry yeah damn. <laughs> didn't rick pitino and john capillary both do the same thing well i did not know that rick pitino left like the celtics or the knicks and i think capillary did similarly i mean coaches are assholes yeah. College coaches. I mean, that's why more and more, bro. What eighty <laughs> one? Now we're getting beef in the comments section. Either way, I. You know what's another thing about this NBA draft? Very weak on the international prospects. Besides, like I'm not considering Dyson Daniels international, even though he's from Australia. And the first, like Uzman Dang and Nikola Jovic, are the two first true international players. And after that. The next international best players, like they're saying, Ishmael Kamagate or Gabriel Prochita, who are both like stash and drafts. Like, I feel Ooh, like Kai Soto, Kai Soto, yeah. You know, Kai Soto's barely mentioned to being drafted at all, like on like was, legit. Yeah, was Kai Soto even in that, um, in that list? Mine, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't find him, yeah, but yeah, I was I scrolling through the, the end quickly. Ty Soto, uh, I had him drafted 57th overall by the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, okay. So you have him drafted, but uh, I'm talking the athletic guy. Oh, no, no. He didn't even he's have not him. Even he's, he's not, not even in it. it. Well, because, <laughs> like, the legit top I'm, – I'm sorry to say this to any Ty Soto fans. The top NBA scouting analysts basically kind of all, like, don't think Ty Soto is draftable. Wow, dude. I, I, I mean, I'm drafting someone. Oh, dude. I, this man got me 186,000 views. That's like the most I've ever had by dub, more than double. I mean, 
I want Kai Soto on my baseball team. Kai Soto is either going to be like really good or he's just Boban, Marjanovic 2.0. And Boban is in the NBA and is having a successful NBA career with his specific niche. You, Marjan Bochamp is low key good as fuck. I actually like Marjan Bochamp and I think he could be like a, you know, like Rocket fans are want him at twenty seven. Yeah, I actually do want him to go to the Rockets because he'll replace Jay Sean Tate for you guys. Perfect. That is perfect. But yeah, like holy shit. Also, Boban Marjanovic in his last season in Europe averaged in twenty seven minutes a night, sixteen points, eleven rebounds. I'm telling you, let's give him an opportunity. In Houston, he'll be our starting center, getting thirty a night. I this like is a guy him. who's his most minutes played in a season was fourteen, like, and he's been in the league for what is this? Is eight years? Yeah, so I success. That's he oh. gets my success button. <laughs> no, man. Let me refresh the rumors. If anything else has happened this morning, oh, um, I have just. It's not even a take. It's just I know this is happening. Um, Kyrie Irving to the Lakers confirmed, hundred percent. Well, it was also reported this morning that the – what do you call it? Also, wait, some news. The Knicks? No. I mean, the, Tom Thibodeau show, uh, has mutual interest. But it supposedly Kyrie Irving and the Nets are working to find a happy medium. Supposedly Irving's – this is a massive game of poker being played by Kyrie and that Kyrie is attempting to bluff <laughs> Nick the Nets GM into submission due to the fact that the Nets are saying, we'll give you a short-term deal. Kyrie being a little bit older now is like, no, nah, I want the long-term deal. So it seems like they're going to come in the middle and they're going to probably put some unlikely, they're going to put like a bunch of late, like contract laden incentives, such as unlikely bonuses, which offers protections for the Nets if he does mm-hmm. miss games. But what I wanted to say was actually there's another news. I don't know if you remember, D'Angelo Russell has been on the trade block and John Krasinski of the, the athletic has basically announced there is no news on D'Angelo Russell. The draft is a day away. And at this point, the Timberwolves have not come close on any trade talks involving D'Angelo Russell or any other player on the team. And right now, any discussions for any of their players is considered theoretical, but they could evolve too practical the sooner we get to the draft. Mm, dude, I don't – why Why do they want to trade D'Lo? He's fucking awful in the playoffs. He shot 30% from the field. Well, you know, he, he it'll be okay. He'll be okay. I, I Where do I have this? Oh, here we go. Angela Russell is making $31.3 million this next season. I would say that is the reason D'Angelo Russell, they want to get him traded. But yeah, as far as – dude, hmm. what? This guy's an 18-7 and seven guy, and you're trying to get rid of him? Just had his first healthy season since 2018, 2019. I'm not trading D'Angelo Russell. I'm trading for D'Angelo Russell. His playoff stats this past season and only a second series. So you're telling me 12. 
D'Angelo Russell makes the same exact amount of money as Jamal Murray, Brandon Ingram, Shea Gilchrist, Alexander, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell, Gordon Hayward, Michael Porter, Jaron Jackson Jr., Kevin Love, Jalen Brown, Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, all make less than Drew Holiday, Andrew Wiggins, Joel Embiid, and CJ McCollum, all, and Nicole Jokic all make similar money as Russell. And what do you think? That, the first list was more or less? The, the second list was more. The first list was less. I mean, a lot of those players are about to get a much bigger contracts. And then there's guys who are about to lose, like, or maybe, like, I wouldn't pay Chris. I'd, I'd rather have D'Angelo Russell than Chris Paul. Sorry, Chris. I view I view D'Angelo Russell as, dude, what is he, 26 years old? Isn't he 26 years old? Yeah, bro, he's 26. This man, people are, like, quitting on D'Lo. I bet you if this man had a $25, $20 million contract, people would be begging to have him on his roster. That Golden State thing was just a nightmare. And then he's been so under the radar the last couple of seasons, just in general, whether it was in his, in Minnesota or Golden State. Still shot 39% from downtown in the playoffs, but yeah, 34% turnovers, a couple turnovers. I mean, defensively, he's not a complete liability. I don't... I don't trade him at all, actually. Uh, I'm over the D'Lo. I, I personally, as a Timberwolves fan, I freaking hate D'Lo due to the fact that D'Lo, we traded so much for D'Angelo Russell. We traded so much. They literally have Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody because of us. You had me loaded. And all we got was D'Angelo Russell, Jacob Evans the third, and Omari Spellman back. And how, Zira, I, how do you know exactly the trade? Because I just wrote a, a two thousand word article for my school paper regarding the transformation of. Also, they they need to upload that shit because I wrote it that ten days ago and they still haven't put it on the website. Fucking editor, I know you're not watching this. Amar, post my fucking shit on the Daily Kansas. Facts. Also, if you want to check me out, I'm writing also for another website, KJHK. Uh, that will be daily. I've started and I haven't posted it yet, but so, so hopefully the first one will be posted today. It's called Off the Dribble. It will be a daily wire update on the NBA daily off the dribble. Sick. How do you get the, like that gig? I just emailed like KJHK is uh, – is like a radio station around here so and they were like one of the people i was trying to get and they said they couldn't give me any time so i was like well you guys have a website with like a sports section can i just post as much as i want on there and they're like yeah so they made me a wordpress account and i just been doing it for free and then the school paper i'm just trying uh, you you can write anywhere if you offer yourself for free yeah you want to write golf articles just kidding. Uh, how how often? How how many hours are you putting in? Key Kings, yo, this guy just watched my Kings video yesterday. Damn, you missed the Kings talk. It was a little early on in, in the in the podcast, but welcome to the NBA show. That's actually so sick. Thanks for tuning in. One day, less than a day after subscribing to my channel. Shout out. What what were you gonna say? How long? What what does what? Yeah, I was saying right now. How many hours is he putting in a day? Is that writing? It's it's still like in general. I'm just thinking it's still at least ten. I don't know. Like I can pump out thirteen videos in like a four, like a three hour span. 
Yeah, but you're making videos. You're like reading articles. You're scouting okay, these cats. Okay. You're making. I these... guess. I guess like ten to ten to fifteen hours. I guess that's what I do all day. Hours. Yeah, and I. Yeah, ten to fifteen hours, and then I don't know. I like I have other shit I do. I take breaks to read books and to watch TV to eat. I go to the gym for at least like one to two hours almost every day. I didn't go yesterday. I need to go today. I don't know. Like I stay busy, bro. I mean, also oh, I have yeah. a girl. I have a girlfriend, so like she's constantly like she just fucking she's text she's texted me like six times through this show. Um, Classic. Like I forgot she wanted to know. If you do coffee, stay, go home, but tea, do Starbucks like this. Like, and I don't know, I call her and like, she's pretty, in, she actually doesn't like me making YouTube videos around her. Cause like, dude, there's been a few times where like, I've sat in my room, like with her in the living room for like an hour straight making videos. And like, she'll just come in. She's like, I'm going to leave. I'm like, <laughs> like, okay. I'm fucked. <laughs> you know, like I was like, okay, so like now, like when my my girlfriend isn't around, she's in Colorado doing an internship with a law firm, uh, and so she's not around. But when she's around, my hours do go down because she doesn't like the fact that I'm. Actually, that's a lie. Even if I'm around her, I'm reading about the NBA. I'm just not making as many videos. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, my girlfriend like she's all for the YouTube, but she gets really pissed that I get like obsessive over it yeah but then i like sometimes i joke i'm like babe what if this is my full-time job like what if this is how i'm putting food on the table you need to stop me from putting food on the table huh huh yeah. <laughs> but she I won't just, huh? she won't be complaining when you're in a gated community five bedroom house in sarasota in one in, year her, her dad lives in a gated community so i guess i guess anything else would be a downgrade at this point yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> um so but, hit that like button everyone let's, yeah. try, let's try and get 250 subs now <laughs> yeah but no i mean obviously i actually i did talk to her the other day like the plan is is once i can afford it to move out of recording in my apartment to like a studio to build a studio that's obviously the goal. yeah because that way, like, everyone I've heard who has a studio, it's so much more productive than just getting up from my fucking bed, which is, like, right fucking there. I know. Man, yeah, my bed's right fucking there. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm I'm in the corner. Like, this is my window right here. My bed's over there. Like, I, I'm in the corner of my room. It's And everyone else, like, I would have a, a gym in there. Also, this is the end that of the NBA show. Move. Whenever Brother. we start talking about not the NBA – and what up tom perry What's thomas up, perry tp t's <laughs> and p's out to our boy thomas perry yo you're always first off you got to be in a different time zone than us if you're home for lunch right now you're either east coast boy which first off 11 30 for lunch that's a it's good time. thomas thomas from outside toronto in halifax oh okay so they are east they are east eastern time 11 30 is a great lunch time 12 i'm an early lunch guy Oh, I'm a late I, lunch guy. Well, I fast. I, I don't eat breakfast. I fast until lunch. I do the same thing, but the fucking 11.30 is like basically lunch. Or it's basically breakfast, I mean. Like, like I'm not going to eat till like 2 or 3, like lunchtime. 12, yeah, 12. Wait, it's 12.33 there? Oh, wow. Wait, that's like two hours ahead. East Coast is an hour. Oh, kind of. Halifax, is, I, I think it's on the tip. 
he uh, might be over he might be over he might be parallel to the freaking ocean he might be i'm not too great with canada's geography alfax i thought was like near like nova scotia it is but nova scotia is on the right isn't nova scotia on like the rightmost edge I'll, yeah it's like right above maine can you pull it up on a map if you got I am right now. Oh, yes. Your boy got it right. Halifax is in Nova Scotia. Look at me. I Give me a geography fucking award. Because first off, I was right. Okay, so it's like, damn, boy, you by the water. You're up there. Do you go whaling? New Brunswick. Oh, also, new, there's a New Brunswick in uh, news, news Brunswick's also in Jersey. I, uh, first time I ever got a uh, water burger was in New, New Brunswick. Look up Heartland NB. Heart. Well, it looks so freaking cold there. Holy crap. This is like something you would see in a Stephen King novel turned movie. And like they'd have like some demon, demonic fuck in the middle of that. <laughs> I'm like, ha! Or like this is also where you would hear like the troll that would pop out and the troll would be like, sing me a riddle to get across. It looks like the it looks like something a bridge in um Fortnite. I feel like if I was recording any old movie, this would be the bridge I'd use. Yeah, right. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, saying, so he's he's pretty freaking Yeah, he's up there. God damn he's pretty bro. East. Is yeah. it still cold up there, Thomas? It's got to still be cold up there. I think it's not great in Edmonton, which is inward. Edmonton is like literally right above Montana. Yeah. yeah. I would say, yeah, I would say it's got to be warm there by now. It's like June 22nd. It's got to be at least like 10 degrees Celsius. No, I don't know that. Dude, like imagine living in, in like New Finland. Oh, is that like all the way up there? Or like Greenland? Yeah, you know Greenland. Yeah. Oh, you're 30 minute hot as hell. Right hot now. as hell. Hot. Yeah, it's probably Fuck humid. Yeah. Like me being from Maryland, it gets so hot in Maryland, it's like unbearable. Granted, if I move to Florida, I mean I've lived in Florida already, so like I'm used to hot it. Hot as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, but like there's a difference when you're by the beach, which is like where we're planning. I like, True. dude. I need to call this place, and I'm really hoping it's just gonna be really funny because that's the other thing is like if I get this TV job. <laughs> um wherever i go wherever i am i'm gonna have to sign an nda like a non-disclosure agreement yeah i forget I, I forget why why do you gotta do that oh because i'm on tv i'm like a, like i'm the post like i'm i'm one of the faces of a network like wherever i do tv so like that's right you if can't I get ever, hammered i i can get hammered i just can't be like obscenely fucked up in public making a fool of myself i can't cut my hair without their permission like i can only get haircuts oh and where on the where, yeah like basically i can only have haircuts and outfits that are approved by the station on air and i can't dye my hair if i ever get sponsorships my sponsorships have to be approved by the network because they can't be like i can't be like promoting dick pills on my youtube channel and then be going on sounds like prison <laughs> no it's just because they'll be i'm also on a contract like one of the contracts i got offered was three years 180,000. oh yeah Ink i mean, me up. <laughs> I mean it was, it's in the middle of wisconsin but like uh, i'm not gonna take it uh but you know it's just that's what like 
TV news does. Like if you're, cause I'm going to be, so I'm going to school to be an anchor or a reporter. Basically, you know, the news your parents watch, obviously I would love to do sports, but it's really hard to break into sports. That's why we have the YouTube channel and I write sports a lot, but yeah, I'm going to be the type of guy that you turn on the, this, like one of the ones that gave me the offer that my second, third year of my contract, I'd be co-anchoring the 11 o'clock news. And I'd be like today in Sarasota, you know, like, uh, AM, uh, the shit one. Nobody watches 11 AM. Uh, so makes sense. Well, yeah, there it's 11 AM here. Let's go on channel five. Oh yeah, I'm basically that guy. It's you. You're catching me in Hoda. Yeah, literally, that that would be my job, and then I would, I'd work my way up the big. The only reason I'm doing it is because I have an online presence. So when people see me on the news, they're gonna be like, "Oh, that guy's foreign as fuck." I want to Google who the fuck this guy is. They type in my name because my name is foreign as fuck. They're going to find my shit and they're going to be like, oh, oh, yo, Thomas Perry. I have thought about this. I have thought about putting up because I know I'm going to have so many bloopers already in journalism school. When I make my my projects for which is like you're basically making news packages. I have some bloopers where I'm flipping out like because you have to memorize like a script. Before I go in there, I'm like, I'm standing outside of the Kansas State, Kansas Supreme Court today, you know, outside of where I don't even know. I can't even think of a story, but I saw one of your reels on your channel. Forget that. Yeah, I got five job offers from that reel. Whoa. From the YouTube video or like sending that video out? That's how you get job offers. From the YouTube video alone? Yeah, you post a YouTube video of your news reel. You say what positions in the title you want and you put your contact information. That's why whenever I get a phone call, you'll see me grab my phone because I'll get a call from somebody in like Wisconsin or California. They'll be like, hey, I just saw your reel. I'm like, what's up? They're like, I want to give you a job. And whoa, like, you're like shams. And like, they'll, I'll be like, yeah, because like also I'm an I'm kind of an asshole. I put on there that I was a senior. So all these companies hit me up thinking I'm already graduated. So and I'll play stupid. I'll play stupid. and I'll be like, yeah. And I won't tell them. And then at the end, they'll give me the whole offer. They'll give me like the the pitch why I should join the company. And I'll be like, by the way, I have like one more year of school left. And they're like, oh, okay. Put my information in your phone. Call me in December and we'll set you up with a job. I'm like, cool. And they're all like super stoked that I took the interview and I took like 30 minutes of their time. Is it, is it like because you're like, is it because you're just dope or and you know your shit or like does the YouTube play a role into the head or um, like, oh, you have a successful three, it, YouTube? There's, there's three things. Um, a, I'm really good at tagging. So I'm, I'm good at getting that shit in front of their faces. B, uh, I'm every single one said I have I'm really creative when it comes to my camera angles and just like they just said i'm like i i'm a very creative filmmaker and stuff like that and mm-hmm. like not, not filmmaker just like my packages they like said to the all of them would say is like some of the creative most creative camera angles and it's also they are desperate for workers nobody wants to work in tv news so they hire like it's really like nobody wants to be a journalist anymore so damn bas- basically it's really easy to get into the news but if you want to, but like the problem is, is nobody wants to be on TV. Like you'll go into journalism school with people being like, I want to be on TV. And then they like try to do it in front of five people. And they're like, and then they realize crazy. Oh, I, I want to be behind the camera. Yeah. Not a lot of people want to be on TV. 
a lot of people get anxious for me it's like game five butterflies i love that shit like yeah I'm no- i can i'm known as one of the guys who can go like six seven minutes straight reading a teleprompter without messing up but like oh, it's I'll get job offers for three reasons. I'm creative as fuck with my camera angles because I want to. I like making. I want to make movies, so I, like, I do create. I do rec shots. I do like, uh, like I have one where like I did a video where I jumped and I I jumped three separate times and I edited them together to look like one jump and I landed on the floor, and it, it's just like really good editing techniques I have. Uh, besides that, it's I'm okay. If this ever gets this, I could be canceled for this, but I am the perfect diversity guided hire. I am a Jew. I'm a Latino. My parents are from Argentina. I speak three languages. I I have a foreign name that when you look at it, you don't think, oh, he's Italian. Oh, he's Latino. You're like, this guy's foreign. So in terms for affirmative action, I am a very good diversity guided hire because not only am I first generation, I'm the first person ever born in America. I'm a Jew. I'm Italian, Latino, and I'm brown. And so like, I'm kind of just like, I'm melt. I'm a very good diver- like in for PC culture today. I'm a very good because like, that's why my rap name's a little foreign because like, you're like, he's almost white, but he's just a little foreign, you know, like is like all my friends like all my friends my whole life like i've had a lot of mixed friends and stuff like that and like i've always related with my friends like who are mixed because like i was an in-betweener i wasn't fully accepted by white people i wasn't fully accepted by latinos wasn't accepted by brown people i was like kind of in between groups so like because like people go like they're like you're like and like i grew up like my parents had money so like i grew up in nice areas which like I guess I grew up with white privilege because my parents had money and I grew up in upper middle class, but um, I mean, I had my hardships. My parents lost all their money, but I grew up very fine. So I, I guess that's why the other thing is, is like I come off as like a, a good hire because like a lot of these stations are conservative stations that have hit me up. And I'm like, Oh, these guys definitely just want me because I'll be their like champion foreign fuck, you know? Yeah. Like you look at my name, you're like Sierra Seo. Oh, you're you're not American. That's good. <laughs> but you like. But I'm born in America, so as fucked up as that sounds, that's kind of the reason. Like part of the reason why I I think I've like also I've been getting a shit ton of scholarships, and I'm like I don't deserve any of these. And I think it's also because they the half of the scholarships are for like minorities and stuff. And like, I consider myself a minority as I like, a, I speak three languages and stuff, but like, yeah, I think the reason why I get job offers is because I'm a minority. Gotcha. Like, why do you think Sham Sharani is so big? Like, I don't even mean to be racist. It's just, a, it's like, like Sham Sharani is great and everything and he grew up, but Sham Sharania, I don't know if you know Sham Sharani's story. Sham Sharania went to Loyola, Chicago. He was working on real GM and then guess who hired him? Travis Schlinked, this guy, this is the name of the general manager of of the Atlanta Hawks. He comments on my videos. Obviously, it's not him. I wish it was. But <laughs> but Shams Rania, you know Adrian Wojnarowski, what Shams was his apprentice. Yeah, I feel like I remember reading. 
and Shams was hired during, I don't know if you remember like seven years ago, eight years ago when ESPN was embroiled in scandals for being too white. Oh, shit. Yeah, and Yahoo Sports and all that. So, like, that's when, and, like, I'm all for, all for getting as many minorities into into broadcasting because they, they deserve it. I mean, the sports are mainly, you know, not white. And hmm. so that's why if you look now, there's an influx of, you know, minorities in the broadcasting. And it's because, like, five, seven years ago, just everyone realized if you turn on any type of news, sports, local news, national news, it was just a bunch of white people talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, first off, Thomas Perry. Like, I work very hard. I work very hard. Don't get me wrong. Like, I have a 3.6. And, like, I have a good GPA. I work very hard. I, I just sometimes I just I don't think I deserve the things I get. And I just try to, like. You get what I'm thinking? Like, I, I, I hate thinking that, like, what I do is enough, is deserving of enough. You get what I'm saying, Jackson? Like, I, like, I hate to think that, like, I don't think I do enough work to deserve the things I've gotten in life. Yeah, right? I, I feel – I don't know if you, you – you probably can agree at least somewhat to this. But, like, anytime I'm, like, even just – that's why I don't really – I don't really do anything for enjoyment till like, past midnight. Like, I don't know if you ever feel like you should be doing something, but I always feel like I should be doing something. I Whether always should be, dude, I making even... videos or reading or listening or at just even at the gym or whatever it is. I get anxious at the gym that I'm missing out. I know. It just consumes every thought, and it's that's how you know just built different, and it's pretty exciting, actually. Yeah. I mean, that another thing, Thomas Perry, to bring up is um, uh, have a good one. Thanks, dog. I quote Teddy Roosevelt and like Howard Hughes in my interviews. I get like, like my last interview uh, I had with this, this guy goes, you're the only 22 year old I've met who is quote, who quotes Teddy Roosevelt and Howard yeah. Hughes. I was like, those are real G's right there. Real just, mentors. That's something I do. Like I'm a really good interviewer. That's the other thing. I like the, the person you're talking to right now is the same person. When I interview, I don't change. But, uh, another thing is authenticity. I, <laughs> I talk, I talk the same way. Like I drop so many F bombs in class or sometimes I'm like, <laughs> like, sometimes I'm really outspoken. Like we're, uh, <laughs> so like one time we were talking about, okay. So we're talking about, Dave Chappelle's transphobic comedy in class. And dude, I literally probably made so many people uncomfortable. Like people were going like, it's offensive. And I go, no, you're wrong. Actually, you're offended by it. That's a personal feeling. Okay. If you're offended, if you find something offensive, you find it offensive. Not everyone finds it offensive. You can't say that content is offensive. No, you found it offensive because your feelings are personal to you. Which means, oh, Tra I got some big news on the way. What's up, Travis Schlenk? You want to drop it? Also, if this was Travis Schlenk just spending his time watching us, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Trades in the works. Trades in the works. Okay. Now, this has run a little bit longer than I thought. Any last thoughts? Travis, if you have any news to drop on us, drop it right now. Drop it right now because I'm going to wrap up the show. It's about to go on. On Spotify. Hey. Just waiting on our first review. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for him right here. 
Oh, I meant waiting on a review, like in general. Like if you go on Chartable, there's this website called Chartable, and you can kind of track your podcasts across all platforms. Yeah. Okay. So I do that for golf ball, and then I love when we get. I haven't gotten a review in like a year on golf ball, but I check it like every single day. <laughs> How do you even still in the works? Uh, do you guys see some big moves happening in the draft? Yeah. So, okay, key kings before. So these are the picks you need to look out for. Obviously, your kings have said that they are going to decide at number four if they're going to take a trade or they're going to draft Jaden Ivey. At seven, the Portland Trailblazers are looking like they're going to send Jeremy Grant to the Portland Trailblazers in exchange for the trade exception and the seventh pick. Next up, the Charlotte Hornets will not draft two players. One of those picks will be traded. We expect either the San Antonio Spurs, who have two first-round picks, and the Denver Nuggets as well to have two first-round picks could potentially move up. Then there's the Golden State Warriors, similar to the Dallas Mavericks. They want to trade their pick for a pick in next year's draft, as well as to give themselves a break on all the contracts that they're going to have. And expect... Besides the two teams, I said three teams in the Hornets, the Trailblazers, and the Kings. Those are the only teams in the lottery I really see making a move. Unless somebody starts to slide, then you could see somebody from the twenties. But I expect the twenties is where a lot of moves are going to happen. There are going to be a lot of teams that are going to see players sliding, and they're going to be like, "Fuck, I don't have a pick anymore," or "I have a second round pick." but I don't think this guy's going to get there. So they'll probably trade up to draft somebody. I could see guys like the centers. You remember Dayron Sharp? Who, who would have thought Dayron Sharp won in the first round last year? And then, and then, like all right, Travis Schlink, you got us, you got us, you got us all rounded up. <laughs> all right. No, yeah, Key, check out the first, I don't know, minutes. what was 20, 20 minutes? Yeah. A good amount of Kings talking there. Yeah, good amount. We literally spent like the first 15, 20 minutes just talking about the Kings. Quick question. So what do you what do you use to grow the golf ball podcast? What's the best way about is it just through social media? Still trying to figure it out. How what do you what do you guys average on there? Because you guys have a hundred thousand followers on Twitter. I mean on Instagram. We have right? five hundred and twenty seven thousand followers. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. How many <laughs> listens do you get on the pod? Um, I actually didn't promote the podcast for about a year. So our last one hasn't even hit a hundred. It's embarrassing. Makes zero dollars, and uh, um, it's yeah. bad. But college, it was just kind of something we did for fun. So now, now that I'm out, and now that one of my buddies left because he had to work a job, and <laughs> now I'm starting to promote and I'm starting to learn how to clip them and, and all yeah. that jazz. Well, I want sooner or later. I'm gonna. We need to uh, start an NBA show, uh, and. Instagram and Twitter. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but the thing is, is I want to see if I can get an intern or some fuck to do the clipping because I fucking hate clipping. I hate it, dude. It's so annoying. It's just so tedious. It's why this YouTube channel doesn't have it has only like eight clips because like every yeah. time I sit there and I'm like I'm working on other stuff and I like look over. I'm like, I should clip my YouTube channel and then I'll like I look know. at it and I'll be like. Dude, especially like um, putting text on the screen and stuff. Like I tried to, I post like a 44 second golf clip that when my uncle, my uncle was on our last podcast episode uh -huh. and I tried to clip it and I tried to add text and it was like, I got, I spent like a half hour on it and I was like seven seconds in or something ridiculous. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is not happening. Never mind. 
So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, guys, go check out our boy Jackson, aka stage name Will Upton, down below in the in the description as well. Go check myself out. Go check out every single channel this fuck has over here. He has like ten of them regarding so many NBA and NFL teams. Twenty I'm plus, here. baby. Twenty plus. Look at that shit. Twenty, 20 plus. plus. I'm yeah, over yeah. here. I I got two. I got an NFL football channel. channel. Hey, that's starting to pick up. You know, I'm telling you, dude. It's a fat move, and it inspired me to make Jackson NFL. So, yeah. Oh, you, you did Jackson NFL? I got Jackson NFL. <laughs> Wasn't it good, Zero NFL? <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's just simple. <laughs> it's just simple, and then yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go check out all our channels and thank you, Keith. Tell a friend. Cool. Share a friend. Yeah. Tell a friend. Tell a Peace. friend. Peace.